0: I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Racism and violence are sadly not uncommon in international soccer. But even so, this story about one of Israel's leading professional soccer clubs, stands out. Some fans of the Beitar Jerusalem team are angry that their club assigned two Chechen Muslim players. That may have been the motivation for a suspected arson attack on the club's headquarters last week. Beitar was until recently the last major Israeli soccer team with an all-Jewish roster. Yesterday, Beitar and its new Chechen players suited up for a game against a team from an Arab city in northern Israel. The
1: world's Matthew Bell was there. In a league that's long been concerned about racist incitement from fans, hardcore Beitar supporters have stood out for their bad behavior. There's no alcohol on sale in the Jerusalem Stadium, but no matter where you sit, you'd be likely to hear chants like, death to the Arabs. Several recent incidents, though, especially torching the team's office, seem to have sparked a backlash against incitement and bigotry. Israeli officials from the Jerusalem mayor to the prime minister have denounced the behavior of Beitar fans. And last night, authorities wanted to send a message. They put 700 police and security officers on duty for the game. Outside the stadium, anyone displaying symbols of a radical fan group called La Familia was not allowed in. Some fans were clearly annoyed. Sixteen-year-old Lenoy told me she's been a Beitar fan her whole life. This is a Jewish land, she said, and Beitar should be a Jewish team without any Arab or Muslim players. She said the owner is trying to destroy the team by bringing in two Muslims from Chechnya against the wishes of supporters. The hometown crowd of mostly young men sang along with the national anthem, but only half the stadium was full. The section that's usually packed with the most enthusiastic Beitar supporters was completely empty by order of the Israel Football Association. In their place, a huge banner in team colors, yellow and black, red violence and racism, not on our field. The announcer told fans to refrain from racist chants or they'd be kicked out, and it seemed to work. Although there were plenty of profanity-laced chants aimed at the Beitar management and the opposing team, B'nai Sakhnin. The atmosphere in the stadium changed when the visiting team scored first and then scored again. Arab fans bust in from Sakneen sat in a separate section. They were surrounded by police and security, and as their team took control of the game, they chanted, God is great. A police officer standing nearby said things might get ugly if the game remained so lopsided, but the home team came alive in the second half Beitar answered with a goal of its own, and then... Yeah! 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 Police officers might have breathed a sigh of relief as Beitar tied the game. With ten minutes to play, the home team then sent in one of its new Muslim players. It was 19-year-old Gabriel Kadiev's debut with his new team. Some fans stood and clapped for the defender, but others whistled and jeered every time Khadija touched the ball. The match ended in a 2-2 draw. A few dozen people from either side were ejected from the stadium by police, but there wasn't any real trouble. I asked one fan, 25-year-old Al-Maog, what he thought of Beitar's two new Muslim players.
2: They don't hate me, so I shouldn't, should not hate them. I believe they are good players for us.
1: He said it's a minority of radical Beitar fans behind most of the violence and racism, and he hopes the authorities win the fight against these extremists.
2: I really hope, because it's, it's a fight, not, it's not just about football, it's about the, the whole country, about the society, not about football, something bigger.
1: For The World, I'm Matthew Bell in Jerusalem.